This is the Trophy Room, y'all, on the Bench Sports Network. Thank you for hanging out with us. Today is Monday, July 12th. We are live and loving y'all. We're live every Monday through Thursday, including Tuesdays now at 11 a.m. Eastern here on the Bench Sports Network. As always, I'm your host, Brett Hammer. I'm here with a man who's banned on TikTok, and apparently the Jack before us is also banned on TikTok, so we got to figure that whole mess out. You can catch him on TikTok at Jack underscore Lancaster. That's Lancaster with a U instead of an E. You can catch me on Instagram at B Hammer Time with the extra E. So today we're talking NBA Finals Game 3, the mess of UFC 264, whether or not boxing is in trouble as a sport, biggest upsets of all time, which teams really have a Super Bowl shot, and whether we're worried about something Odell Beckham did over the weekend. So right now, Jack is uh Jack is gonna be with us today. He is <laughs> so I guess he rolled up to a Starbucks, he had some other meetings he had to do. Cause you know, Jack loves his coffee. So Jack had to do uh, some meetings this morning, went to a Starbucks cause I guess the Wi-Fi his apartment was trash. And uh, we hopped on today and found out that Starbucks Wi-Fi apparently in Boulder, Colorado is uh, low quality. So let's bomb Starbucks on their Twitter for having crappy Wi-Fi so we can get Jack back on the show. He's currently driving. I think he's driving to a McDonald's right now. See if I get a text from him here soon. Dude, I swear, why is, why, you know what's weird is technology, I swear, it only ceases to work when you need it. Like my Wi-Fi, my microphone, my speakers, like everything is perfect until we have to do the show. Literally like two minutes ago, right before I even came on, we had, uh, I had an issue with the broadcaster and it was super annoying. So that's why we had some dead air there for a little bit, but everything's good now. We're chilling. We're going to get into the NBA finals. Everything is going to be good. So, so game three last night, NBA finals, that's what we're going to start off the top with. We got to get to Jack because I was unfortunately, man, you can say what you want. There, there is a best airline and it's Delta. Delta is the best airline. And you want to know why? So, so a week and a half ago, y'all know I was in Atlanta, went to a Braves game, stood outside the Atlanta Hawks stadium for uh, a little bit. So, I flew to Atlanta at the same time as I think it was game seven. It was game or whatever. Yeah. I think it was game seven of Clippers Suns. And guess what? When you fly Delta, you can watch live TV. Hulu doesn't just have live TV. So does Delta. You know what I'm saying? Dame Dallas. So I'm watching the game. It was so nice. I just plugged my headphones in. Didn't have to listen to all the screaming kids. But then yesterday flying home, flying home United. Just so all of y'all know, if you can ever pick between United and Delta, pick Delta. Del- roll with Delta because Delta has live TV. United did not. So I didn't get to watch the game last night because I was on a flight for two and a half hours flying from the East Coast back to Utah. United's the worst, and I'm still upset about it. The snacks weren't as good. It was just – it was tough. It was a tough flight yesterday, all right? But I did go through, watch the highlights, and as soon as we get Jack on here, we can uh, – Oh, sick. Let's see. Jack's coming in. Jack, can you hear me? You good? Oh, let's see if his Wi-Fi. Jack, were you there? Yo, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. This is so much better. Thank you, Jack. Sweet. All right. What's good, everybody? Have you gotten started on anything yet? We are ready to go. The first thing I want to talk about, though, so I was just listening. If you were listening to the show before us, 
Jack, uh, I think it's Jack Ziegler. You don't know Jack. He was talking about he was also banned on Twitter. And I heard that you were banned on Twitter. Or uh, Sorry, not Twitter. TikTok. Both of y'all banned on TikTok. Is it just a Jack thing? Like, what's the deal? Um, That's the guy with, like, 20K, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, no. So, like, I mean, TikTok went down. But dude, it has been a fucking weird week. Let me just say that. If you want me to catch you up real quick live, I don't really care. Oh yeah, let's hear let's let's hear the let's hear the Spark Notes version. Okay. Um, so yeah, I got banned on TikTok from going live and like for one day I was like literally just banned for some reason. Um had to my like landlord at my apartment up in college is like kicking everyone out right now, and I didn't know Ooh. I would have early and then my new landlord is trying to get me to pay a full month of rent in july even though i don't move until august 16th and i'm like bro i'll what? pay august but i'm only gonna pay half because i'm not gonna pay full rent if i can only live there for half the month a month and a half before i can move in so that's kind of bs um and you know some ex-girlfriend things have came up too um yeah, my mom freaked out on me. So, for because I was like, hey, so moving back home for a month, surprise. Because you got kicked out. Yeah. So, like, um, I'm not getting my security deposit back because my roommates are slobs, not me, roommates. Classic. So, um, dude, I'm not even kidding you, bro. One time I walked in there, bro. And I mean, it looked like what Devin Booker did to the Bucks in Game Two, bro. Like oh, I was it was say not last night what Devin Booker did, but okay, Game Two. Uh, it was just a wreck, bro. Like for real, like dude, it looked like a homeless man broke in and was living there. Because I remember Ooh. I moved home for winter break, and I came back, dude, and only one of my roommates stayed there. He's a fucking slob. I'm excuse my language, but he is just a slob, bro. Like, oh, he's the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my life. And he's always talking about, like, yo, like, how do I not get girls, bro? And I'm like, dude, I can tell you pretty quick. <laughs> Nasty, bro. Because you're not gross, bro. If, if you're gross at your house, trust me, it's just going to vibrate. For anyone listening that is, like, messy, not, not just messy, I'm talking, like, disgusting, and you're wondering why you can't pull girls, bro, it is because you are disgusting. I promise if you clean up your act at home, for some reason, it's going to work for you. I promise. Dude, that's true, though. Chicks do not, chicks do not like slobs. And if they do, yeah. that tells you something about that girl. You probably don't want to be with her. Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, that's How's good your- to get an update on your life, Jack. How was your weekend? Dude, it was pretty good. Um, I was just saying, I flew home last night, and I was pissed because when I flew to Atlanta, Delta had live TV. United does not have live TV, so I didn't get to watch the game last night. But the weekend was good. Um, watched, dude. Okay, so I, I wanted to talk about this. Did you watch UFC 264 on Saturday night? I did not. Okay. So it. I think I hope a lot of people watched it because it was Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, and we talked about. I talked about this on Thursday. Um, so I don't know if you saw this. Conor McGregor tweeted he posted i think it was on instagram a screenshot of his instagram dms and there was a dm from dustin poirier's wife and i was like 
Yo, like, I don't know if it was fake or if it was legit, but if it was fake, like that seems kind of a low blow to throw a man's wife into this, whatever. So then I stayed up. I was, I was, I was tired that night, bro, but I stayed up. I watched the whole main card, got to the Conor McGregor fight, Conor McGregor, super good fight through the first round, just super chippy, super nasty. They tried to fight before the names were even read, like they were getting into it. And then like 10 seconds left to go. Conor McGregor takes a punch to the face and falls on his back foot. And he steps on the back foot and his ankle just shatters, just buckles. It was super nasty. And it was like, it was fine, but I was so pissed because, and I'm glad I didn't pay for the pay-per-view. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I didn't. If you did, you're watching it in the wrong places, but I feel bad for anyone who paid $60 for that fight to go one round and then Conor McGregor to snap his ankle at the end. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Also, like, I don't know if you caught this and I don't know if they've really talked about it. I haven't, I don't watch a ton of, I'm more like boxing when it comes to fighting, okay. but uh, I haven't really watched a ton of like ESPN or anything like that recently about like the fight. I don't know if they talked about this, but there was a point in the fight where like Poirier got a really nice um, kick to McGregor's ankle. Oh, I think that, I think it might have broken his ankle and then he stepped on it and broke it more. I think it might have already been broken. Cause like if you go back and watch, there's one part where like Poirier is kind of like beating on him, bro, and he gets a really nice kick to his ankle. It's funny you say that because so uh Joe Rogan interviewed Poirier first after the fight, and that was exactly what Poirier was like. I think when I checked one of his kicks, it was a pretty hard kick and it felt like something popped. So that's what Poirier said. And then obviously he interviewed Conor McGregor literally on the ground getting his cast on. And Conor, it's so weird because Conor was so nice and cordial fight too. And then this fight, he was just so nasty. And like you said, that's what Dustin Poirier said. And then Conor McGregor was like, no, that's not true. And then literally after that, Conor McGregor starts yelling about how his wife's in his DMs and she should meet him up after the club afterwards. Um, and so, no, I think you're right. I think one of those checks did break it. And then when he fell, he just snapped the rest of it, but it sucks. Cause I think we were primed for like a really, really good fight, but it's cool. Cause they asked Poirier afterwards, they said, do you think you'll fight again? And he's like, oh yeah, whether it's on the sidewalk or in the octagon, like we're going to fight again. You don't say things like that about a man's wife. I'm just curious. Like, do you think Conor McGregor went too far with the comments about Poirier's wife or no? Yeah, I think it's probably fake, too. McGregor's like a showman, bro, and he's probably just trying to hype up the fight as much as possible. That is crossing a line, though, but I I, I would probably put money on the fact that that DM is definitely fake because I don't understand why a man's wife would do that. Unless his wife hates him. If his wife hates him, then maybe it's real. But if that's not the case, it's I think it's super fake. I mean, she looks like she's done pretty well for herself. Like you can tell she's gotten a lot of work done, if you know what I'm saying. And obviously she's rich because Dustin Poirier makes a ton of money. So I think from that, like she's got to be happy with that. The thing that blows my mind is like Connor's married with two kids and he kissed his wife after the fight. So like if you're his woman, how does that make you feel? Like, Probably. Yeah. I don't I mean, I don't mean to sound like sexist or anything here. This is not a sexist comment. I'm just saying Conor McGregor seems like the type of guy that's like very old fashioned. Yeah, he does. Uh, like <laughs> he definitely probably like 
doesn't give her a say, which is messed up. Don't get me wrong, but that's probably like how he operates, I'd assume. Yeah, that's true. And if she hasn't like she we haven't heard anything about her from her or anything. So it's probably is one of those situations where he just does whatever he wants and she's just there because she doesn't have a whole lot of other options. The weird the other we can move on. The well, actually, one more thing. So I thought it was fake too, but then Colby Covington, who's another fighter in that same division, also posted that he got DMs from Dustin Poirier's wife. So there's a lot of confusion out on this. There's a couple of people getting DMs from her. I'm surprised Connors or uh, Jake Paul wasn't in uh, Covington or uh, Poirier's wife's DMs. But yeah, dude, somebody needs to ask Poirier's wife what's going on because she's wilding out here. The other weird thing was, you remember Greg Hardy from the Cowboys in 2013? Yeah. He like beat that woman or whatever and then he got kicked out of the league. He, he's, he's a wide receiver, right? He was a D end, I think. But I, Oh Hart yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. He was on the main card last night. Did you see that? Or on Saturday night? I did not see that. Bro, he was like I saw Greg Hardy and I was like, Man, he looks like the guy who used to play for the Cowboys. And then it was, and I was like, you know, like there's always those guys who leave the NFL and you're curious to know where they went. And this was one of those situations where I was like, oh, my gosh, like he he went from beating women to beating other men. I guess that's an upgrade. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Golly, man. I guess when you're that aggressive, you got to take it out somehow. But uh, so, yeah, yeah McGregor Poirier, really disappointing. I feel bad for anyone who paid for the pay-per-view. Um, NBA Finals Game 3, I didn't watch the game. You got a lot more out of it than you did because you weren't on a plane. My first question to you is, are you surprised, first of all, that the Bucks won at all? My second question is, are you surprised by how much they won by? You know, honestly, I'm really not surprised. I, I still think Bucks are taking it. I just really, I don't view the Suns as a real team. Why is that? I just think, like, literally any other – because, like, this year was injury-plagued so bad. I think any other year in the past 10 years, the Suns would not even be in the finals. That's probably fair. Like, they got super lucky. I don't think the Bucs would be either. I think both these teams are, like, super lucky to be here, and they both need to take advantage of it. But I think the Bucs are more of a real team than the Suns for sure. Do you think that the Bucs – do you think the Bucks will be back? Because I don't. No. I, yeah, I don't either. Okay. So then my next question is, why do you think – what happened last night that led to the Bucks winning by such a large margin? Dude, Drew Holiday, I think, is like the X factor for the Bucks. If he's on, bro, they win. If he's not, they lose. It's weird because I don't – like when they picked up Drew Holiday – Everybody was talking about how big of an addition this was to this team, what a major piece he was. And I remember thinking this is an overreaction, like the dude's not that good. He's okay. But like you said, he's the X factor. And honestly, I think he's the second best player. When when Giannis isn't on, Drew Holiday is the best player on that team. And that scares me a little bit because I, I just wonder how long this – because Drew Holiday is playing like – one of the best point guards in the league right now in terms of scoring and being efficient with the basketball. It scares me because I don't know, like, I don't think you know that this is going to last like long-term for the Bucks and for Drew Holiday. And I wonder if they're going to have to do a lot to keep him. 
I just, I, yeah, this worries me if I'm being honest about Drew Holiday, unless this is something we're going to see from him a lot going forward, but he's not young. So to believe that this is a consistent trend, I don't think is a smart uh, bet. No, yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. I think, um, I don't know, man. It's just like, there's so much they could do with that team. They just like, <clears throat> I feel like they're too scared to move pieces. I think they're too scared to move off Chris Middleton, which, I mean, do you feel like Chris Middleton is worth that much? Because he hasn't – like, the games they've lost is when he just doesn't show up. And if he does show up, he usually doesn't show up till the fourth quarter when the game's already lost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Chris Middleton's tough, man. He's, like, so wishy-washy because people will, like, talk him up so much and then he'll just disappear and like you don't hear any like bashing of Chris Middleton you just kind of no one talks about him I think um I don't even know what do you think his trade value would be like high that's that's, um, I'm trying to think like who would who would be someone you could just direct swap that you could define define value for I think he's you know what I actually think Ooh, I actually kind of like this I think uh, maybe not because I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I think his trade value right now off of not playing incredibly well in the playoffs when he should be leading this team, especially those games where um, Giannis was out. Like, do you feel like him and Ben Simmons are on a similar level just right now in terms of trade value? Yes. I think it'd be a terrible trade. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'd say – him and Ben Simmons are probably worth about the same right now. But I mean, thing, like, yeah. If you're the Bucks, right? Okay, let me give you a hypothetical situation. I know this is kind of putting you on your feet. Okay. But if you're the Bucks, okay, let's say, let's say you're the GM. We lose the finals in six. Okay. okay? We lose four two. We need to make a move. We re-sign Drew Holiday. Now, you're trading Middleton. And two first round picks. Okay, you're trading Middleton, two first round picks. Okay. What just one singular player would you try and get that you think you could get for that value? Damian Lillard. And I throw Drew Holiday in the mix too. Well, let's say like you're just trading Middleton and two first round picks. Okay. Like, like Lillard, there's literally no chance that he would go through for that. Okay. Do you think? Mm. Because this Bucks team, the way they're constructed, you said earlier, the only reason the Bucks are even in the NBA Finals is because the NBA is plagued with injuries. So that makes me think that the Bucks know, like, they haven't been able to make it this far in the past, and the only reason they were is because everybody was down. So they know, and we know, this team needs to be constructed differently if they want to be greater on a more consistent basis. I think... I think you dish Chris Middleton. I like the first, the two first round picks. Do you think Washington would do a deal for Bradley Beal for that? I don't know that. Probably not, bro. I mean, if if I was Washington and you offered me two bucks first round picks, aren't worth much. Yeah. And then Chris Middleton, I'd probably be like, nah, like piss off. You know what I mean? That's the thing is, I don't think. Like no one, the only other person that might have trade value besides Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, 
maybe Brooke Lopez, but again, he just you don't know what you're I don't feel like you know what you're getting with any of these guys because they're so inconsistent. Yeah, I mean Brooke Lopez has like pretty low trade value. He's always been kind of like a bench center. Yeah, he's always he's always been decent, but he's like not worth trading a piece, I don't think. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, what do you do if you're the Bucks here? Because this team is not – you said earlier, this team's not going back to the finals next year the way it's currently constructed because the Nets will be healthy. I think Washington figures a couple things. Like, I think the East figures some things out. And I don't – and I think it's going to be much harder for them to make it back. Ooh, ooh, okay, thought. What if you do that deal? And I think this would go through – Okay, so you have the Bucks and two first round picks. Do the Spurs deal DeMar DeRozan for that? Oh, I don't think that helps the Bucks at all. You don't think so? But do you think the Bucks would do it? <sighs> the only reason I say it is because he's while he's no longer a perennial all-star, he does give you veteran leadership as well as consistency, and he's been to the playoffs a ton. I just and so from that perspective, I feel like it's a decent trade. But I think to your point, we don't really like, I don't think there is a good, there's Chris Middleton's in this weird thing where you can't get what you want for him, but anything you could get for him wouldn't be worth anything to you. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I feel that because like, I, I would agree that he's like him and I think he's better than DeMar DeRozan, but not by like a ton. True. But what he brings that DeMar DeRozan doesn't is shooting. Yes. Because, like, that three shooting is something the Bucks need to keep. True. Giannis can't drain a three to save his life. So, like, he'll take them. He just won't make them most of the time. No, and I don't know why he keeps taking them when he's so bad at them. Maybe he'll get better eventually. He's trying to be like KD, but, like, dude, yeah. how, do, how does KD do it? Like, he's, like, the only gigantic man I've ever seen that is just, like, a point guard. He, yeah, that, I mean, I think as soon as Kevin Durant changed the game in basketball to some extent where as soon as we saw Kevin Durant, everybody was looking for the next one. We thought Brandon Ingram was going to be the next one. He wasn't. We thought a lot of these guys would be the next big man with a hand on a three-point shot, and they just haven't been. And I and we can say that because Kevin Durant is probably the greatest, the most unstoppable scorer in the history of basketball. Like I think that's fair to say. There's just no, yeah. there's everything is a mismatch. If you get a guy that's tall on him, they're probably not fast enough to keep up with him. And if you got a guy that's short, he's going to shoot over top of you. I don't know how KD does it, but I, this it's. I feel like basketball has been trending the wrong direction because. So Kevin Durant created this notion that maybe we would find the next Kevin Durant. And that's what the Knicks thought they were getting with Chris Ops Porzingis. And we've seen how that worked out and it didn't. And then as soon as the Warriors came into the league, we thought that the basket basketball would change because you would no longer need a back to the basket center. You would no longer want a, a center who weighs like 240, 250 pounds because they'd be too slow to move up and down the court. But I mean, DeAndre Ayton is totally, I think, turned that narrative on its hip a little bit. I think basketball is looking for the wrong things like that Chet Holmgren kid who 
He's like seven feet and he can shoot and he's going to Gonzaga. That boy weighs like a buck 60 sopping wet and he's seven feet tall. That kid is going to get moved in the NBA by guys like DeAndre Ayton. I, I don't think that a lot of these – we're not – I feel like we're not trending the right way. Like Kevin Durant is a unicorn. If we find another one, great. But in order to work at the – like to pick someone like Kevin Durant who works that well, they have to be like one of the greatest of all time. Like you can't just get someone who's decent because they'll get moved around. And then Kevin Durant can also come out and be your almost defensive player of the year like he did when he was Golden State in 2017 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's that, Man, I miss that team. I miss that uh, team. Yeah, dude, people hate, but like it, the that Cavs – like that would you would you argue that's a top three final series all time that Kevin Durant LeBron James series with the uh, Golden State and uh, Cleveland? Yeah, bro. I think that's a top three rivalry of all time. I think that was so sick those years where they would just go at it, bro. <laughs> Which I feel like is part of the reason why NBA Finals viewership is down and people just aren't that interested because a it's two markets that nobody cares about and there's no storylines and we were pampered for so long because we literally got to watch Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant and one of the greatest teams of all time play against the greatest one man. I don't want to say one man show, but like in terms of his ability to carry a team of absolute nobodies, this is crazy. I didn't know this. I don't think I've said this on the show before I looked into one time. Cause I was like, how decent was this Cleveland Cavaliers team that LeBron went to when he was like four years into the league? When he went to the finals, I think they played, I want to say the Pistons, but I can't remember who it was. No, it wouldn't have been the Pistons because that's the Eastern Conference. I can't remember who it was, but either way, they played in the finals. LeBron James did. LeBron James averaged 26 points. It was like his fifth year in the league. The next leading scorer on the team dropped 11 points a game. Like he had no help and he got to the finals on his own. So yeah, LeBron James there. I want, since we're talking basketball though, I brought a little game for you today, Jack. So I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you see the USA Olympic team against Nigeria? Um, I didn't watch the game, but I heard about it. Yeah. So USA, they lost to the Nigerian national team. The score was uh, 90 to 87. So like the game was close, but there's no one on this team. I don't even know. I don't, I don't think there's like, there's no stars on this Nigerian team basically. And this Nigerian team came out and beat the USA Olympic team, which is kind of unheard of because usually they just go undefeated and win the gold medal every year. Yeah. So that got me thinking, what are some of like, obviously this isn't a championship game. It's just an exhibition game. It doesn't mean that much, but we're going to play a game. We're just going to go through, I'm going to give you some of the biggest upsets of all time. And you're going to tell me who the team, who the winning team was, who was the team that was doing the upsetting. All right. Okay. And before we start, (laughs) I just have this fun fact, so I want to give you a quick pop quiz. It's just one question. Okay, okay. Okay, because it's kind of random. Do you know who the greatest Olympian basketball player of all time is? Hmm, the greatest Olympian of all uh, basketball just, player, just, you said? Yeah, in the entire – this guy's de- – definitely, yeah, definitely, because he's on – he's U.S., obviously, but, like – And he's won more – uh, um, is, is it greatest in terms of like he's won more gold medals than anybody? He's won more gold medals and he scored the most points in Olympic basketball. Is it Carmelo? It's Carmelo Anthony. That's weird. 
He's the greatest Olympic basketball player of all time. How crazy is that? It's weird because Melo, I don't even feel like, I feel like he dropped out on the second half of his prime because he wasn't that old when he stopped being really good. And then he was just out of the league. It was weird. I mean, I, I, I personally love Carmelo Anthony. Like I've always loved him since I was a kid. I th- I think he was great until I think he was great until he got to the Thunder. Yeah. Cuz even on the Knicks with Porzingis, he was still carrying that team for what he could, you know what I mean? That Thunder team was uh Paul George, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny cuz I think Chris Paul with nobody on the Thunder is still better than all three of those guys combined. Yeah, those are just like three guys who just like can't close. They don't play well with others. Nah, yeah. Not even damn, that's crazy, bro. Okay, you ready for this game, bro? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you an easy one. Okay. 2016, Golden State Warriors. They give up the only 3-1 lead in NBA Finals history to who? The Cavs. There it is. Okay. In 2015, the Kentucky Wildcats went undefeated on their way to a perfect season. They were upset in the final four by who? Kansas. <laughs> you're incorrect. So you so you're 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 one for one right now. I'll let you guess again, but it won't count. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Their center currently plays for the Phoenix Suns. Or maybe he was Aiden a powerful. Aiton was a one and done, so it must be like it wasn't Aiton. Kaminsky or Cam Johnson? Which one do you think it was? Cam Johnson was a four year, right? He was he was a senior when he declared. Yep. So I'm guessing it's Cameron Johnson. It is not Cameron Johnson. You were you oh. would have been you were correct. That's why I asked you because you had it right. It was Frank Kaminsky. So Where did Frank- he play? Wisconsin. Remember that team with Nigel Hayes? Because there was that clip of Nigel Hayes telling the reporter that she was beautiful and then his mic was on. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're one for one right now. So Kentucky was upset by Wisconsin. Dude, that game was so... I I hate Kentucky, or at least I did at the time. I don't really now, but it was so thrilling to watch that game because they almost got upset the game before against Notre Dame with Jeremy Grant. So it was just really cool to see that. Okay, 2007. Number five... Michigan college football powerhouse. They're upset by an FCS team after missing a field, a 35 yard field goal. Dude, I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't even have a guess. This is talked about as one of the greatest college football upsets of all time. I don't even know how to give you a hint. I'm like the only one I could give you is that it's the university is titled after a mountain range and uh, they are located in North Carolina. Um, after a mountain, Bowling Green? No, Appalachian State. What? Yeah, bro, it was a wild game. Cause so Appalachian State, they go up. They were up 35 to 21 in the third quarter. Michigan comes back. Michigan gives the ball up. Appalachian State goes down. 
um, kicks a field goal and they go up with 30 seconds left. Chad Henney, the great Chad Henney, anything is possible, bombs like a 50 yard pass from 25 down to the 25 on the other side. Guy catches it. They kick the 35 yard field goal. It's blocked and Appalachian State returns it and the game is over. So yeah, number five Michigan lost to an FCS team in the middle of the season. Okay, so you're one for two right now. 2008, 18-0 Patriots lost the Super Bowl to who? Giants. So the Giants? That's correct. Who else has Tom Brady? Has Tom Brady lost three Super Bowls? He lost to the Eagles, the Giants twice. So I think it is three times then. Yeah, I couldn't remember the other one, but yeah, the Eagles, you're right. Yeah. I and that was, it. was that, I, I can't remember if that was the David Tyree catch or no. Um, the David Tyree catch is the Giants. It was the first one though. So it's yes. like, first so then, yeah, that was yeah. that one, which is wild to think about. Like, w- like we look back now, cause we were kids then that team had Randy Moss on it and they were 18 and 0 Tom, the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's probably honestly a top three receiver all time. Randy Moss and Tom Brady got beat by Eli Manning and Plaxico Burris. Whoa. Hey, so 1992, USA basketball, the dream team was only upset. They were only beat by one team that whole year. And it's kind of a trick question. But if you know your basketball history, then you'll know. Was it the Bulls? No. So, okay, I guess again. I wanted to say Australia too, just to throw that out there. It was not. So I don't even think there's film of this because they were so upset that this happened. So you know how every year they um, they get like a, a team of, I, get, I think back in that time, they had a bunch of college kids that were really good and they had that team scrimmage against the dream team. That team blew out the dream team, absolutely shattered them in an exhibition game. And Chuck Daly was so pissed. And all of the guys on the dream team were so pissed because that was Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all of those dudes. They came back and whooped that practice squad in the next exhibition. But yeah, they lost to a bunch of college kids and they got blown out, so. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so you're one for three right now. Woo! Okay, 1980. So USSR, Soviet Russia, they had won five of six gold medals in hockey. They lost to who in the gold medal game in 1980? US. USA. That's right, baby. Have you seen that movie, Miracle? that like Miracle on Ice? Yes, bro. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I've never watched it all the way through. Oh my gosh. You literally live in Colorado. Yeah, I know. Okay, well that's a problem. We gotta change that at some point. Um, yeah. That's like one of the that it might be. That's a top three sports movie of all time. But that's a conversation for another day. So 1994, a lot of people don't remember this, but the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. Like if you're yeah. listening to this, yes, the Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls with one of the best teams ever. Like you have to be really good and really deep to go that long. So the Bills. Yeah. 94, they go to four straight Super Bowls. Their fourth straight Super Bowl, they were upset and lost to who? 
Niners. It was not the Niners. Broncos. Nope. Let me give you one more. It's like one of those teams that every year we always say they're gonna like they're gonna be back and they never are. Packers? Nope. What do you mean never back? They're in the AFC Championship like every year. And they lose every year. <laughs> this is true, but that's because Aaron. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Think Texas. Oh, is the no, no, the, the Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys. That was when they were on a tear. The year before that, they also played the Bills and they also won. And then I know the Niners had like one of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history against the Bills during that too. Yes. So they lost to the Niners the Redskins at the time, and then the Cowboys twice. Dang, that's How demoralizing is that, bro? Jim Kelly's just over there, like, crying. You literally could have four rings or even one ring, and you have zero. That, dude, that's really bad, bro. Four straight, oh. That really sucks for them. Yeah, bro. Okay, last one. So far, you are... Uh, you're actually doing pretty poorly. I thought you're gonna do a lot better at this. You're like uh, what? You've gotten. Th I think you're. Let's see. You got one right, two wrong, one right, one wrong. Okay, so you're four for three or three for four right now. Okay, so the first ever 16 seed upset in March Madness, University of Virginia, 2018 loss to who? Oh God, it was um the Golden Retrievers. I'm pretty sure. Yes. They're All right. Yes. Uh, wow. UMBC or some, something like that? UBMC. Yes, you got the acronym completely correct. If you can, and if you can guess, here's what I'll give you. So right now you're four for four. If you can guess the UM, what UMBC stands for, you win the whole thing. I'll give you a hint. The university is located in Maryland. University of Maryland slash Boston College. Wow, that was really, that was real. I, you were doing really well. And then, okay, so it was University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Oh, so you're close. So, well, we won't give it to you. So you went, you went uh, four for five. I thought you were going to do a lot better at that. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, I'm not too. When you, when you, when you talk college sports over five years ago, I won't get anything right. Okay. We'll have to keep I'm, that in mind when football season starts. Oh, I know, right? Uh, I'm, I'm not a big college football guy. I'll, I watch Pac-12, obviously, because I'm a boulder, but I don't, I don't watch a ton of college football. That's depressing. That hurts a little bit, honestly. That makes me really sad. I just, dude, I love the NFL so much. Wait, but aren't you from Tennessee? No. Really? Wow, for some reason I, I thought you were from Tennessee going to school in Boulder. Wow. Okay, well, looks like we have some uh, we have some work to do. Um, okay, so just going back to UFC 264 for one more second. We're not even going to talk about the fight. So Odell Beckham was there with some rando, and Baker Mayfield and a couple other Cleveland Browns were there. Does it worry you at all that, that Odell Beckham wasn't sitting with his teammates at all? Like he was just sitting with some rando and there were a bunch of his teammates there? I mean, in my opinion, those even aren't, aren't even his teammates anymore, bro. Wait, what the? Whoa, hold up. Wait, what do you mean? I think he's gone, bro. He's donezo there. You think they're trading him? I think he's washed, bro. I love really? Odell Beckham. I love Odell Beckham, bro. 
he's one of my favorite receivers in the league right now. And I hope he can like prove me wrong. But like, dude, he is not even a top ten receiver in the league anymore. Really? Okay, let me let me ask you a question. Okay. In what round of fantasy football would you pick Odo Beckham this year? Because I'm planning on getting a bench sports fantasy league going with a massive pot. Bet. I'm talking like I want to get 20 teams, $20 buy-in, so it's like a $400 pot. Bet. Oh, freak. Yeah, we are going to have to do some fantasy talk here coming up because fantasy drafts will be starting soon. Um, oh, man, dude. Like, what round do you feel it's appropriate? Let's say 10-man league, okay? Okay. 10-man league. What appropriate? You know what I think, bro? I think that there's some kind of conspiracy to fantasy drafts because I swear the people who don't show up for the draft always get the best teams. Like, if you study and you actually do work, I feel like you always pick an, a mediocre team. You always end up picking people to get injured. But if you just do auto-draft, I swear, those are the people in your league who win, and it, it pisses Dude, me off. Do you want to hear something, like, super funny? Yes. So this year in my fantasy league, I drafted my first two picks, and then – um, I got busy, so the rest of my the like after rounds one and two was auto draft, bro. And I ended up with um, I I placed second in my league. I lost oh my because gosh. the only reason I lost too was because in my Super Bowl the guy I was playing had Alvin Kamara, and I don't know if you remember the game where he broke oh, the. Oh, for- I remember. <laughs> He had like seventy points by himself, and I was like, "Yep." Didn't he have six good. touchdowns? Yeah, it's six touchdowns, bro. It was ridiculous. But, um, I, dude, it, I had, like, the greatest running back core I've ever had in fantasy football. I had Josh Jacobs as my flex. I had Edwards Hilaire off the bench. And I had, like, I had, like, two really good running backs. I'm trying to – hold on. I'm, I it sounds like the people in your league were just stupid. No, bro, that's not even the thing. Like, I got these players at, like, um, I got these players at, like, regular draft positions. What the heck? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I had Dalvin Cook, hmm. who was, like, awesome. What? And I had, um, I had Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, and who else did I have? I had someone, oh, Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor just, like, balled out. Yeah, he game. did. Dude, I don't know. I don't know where you draft Otto Beckham because I was listening to Jalen Ramsey. He was on a podcast the other day. He said his top three hardest guard, hardest receivers to guard are number one was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I can't remember who the other one was, but the third one was Odell. But he said healthy Odell is the scariest receiver in the league. I don't the problem is I just don't know where you draft him in fantasy because you don't know how long he's going to be healthy for because I think if he's healthy he's the best he was he literally broke Randy Moss's record on like fastest to a thousand yards I know bro he crazy he was so good like everybody was saying that the the catch was a fluke and that he wasn't that good, but like no, like that that you could have taken the catch out of that and he still is one of the greatest rookie receivers of all time. So I think if if Odell Beckham is healthy, 
the Browns are scary. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he's a fifth round pick in fantasy, bro. Okay, I'll give that to you. I'll like, I, like I can, I can live with that. I the thing is, you always have that one or two guys in your fantasy league who think they're smarter than everybody else just because they take risks. I don't even, I think most leagues, I don't even know if he's there in the fifth round because I think some bonehead goes and takes him way too early. But if you can get him in the fifth round, I think that's where you take him. I agree. I, I feel that. Um, Wait, I actually, I want to hear something from you real quick. Okay. Who are your top three receivers in the league right now? Top five, top five, top five receivers in the league. All right. Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and oh man, it's hard because you have you almost you almost can't do anything other than a top five because they're so close. When you look at Devonte Adams, Diop, uh, Stephon Gilmore, Tyreek Hill, and what? Stephon Gilmore. No, no, no. DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, uh, Tyree Kill, and Stefan Diggs. Sorry. Oh, okay. Stephon Diggs. Sorry. I meant Stefan Diggs. Also, just going back to your Stefan Gilmore comment a couple of days ago, I was watching NFL Network, and they had him ranked as the best corner in the league. So we'll just let that sit. We'll talk about that another day. I, but you did he, not put some – you put disrespect on that man's name. Everyone should – that's why you should get banned on TikTok because you were disrespectful to maybe the best cornerback in the league. I think he, I don't even think he's top five, bro. I don't even know if you watch the NFL, man. All this crap you're saying about Odell Beckham and all, like, I don't even, I don't even get you anymore. I watched, I watched the Patriots absolutely suck this year. Well, yeah, but whose fault is that? The fact that they had eleven players opt out and Cam Newton's your starting quarterback. No, it's all Stephon Gilmore's fault. Oh yeah, fault. I'm sure. He's the best corner in the league. He should carry that defense to oh, something. Better. Wait a minute. Wait a dang minute. I, I remember Jalen Ramsey being on the Jaguars and the Jaguars still being terrible, but that's a different conversation. Jaguars made the AFC championship with Blake Bortles. One time. Yeah, but that was Jalen Ramsey, bro. Yeah, they also had Calais Campbell and Miles Jack in his prime. Like, that, that was, they had a good defense. They had, they had five defensive – they have five players on defense who had double-digit sacks. Like, they were a sack monsters. So, I don't know that we can just completely say that because Stephon Gilmore doesn't carry the Patriots that he's not one of the best best one of the cornerbacks in the league. I mean, I'd take Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. Dude, probably. I don't know what the hype is on Xavier Howard. He led the league in interceptions for one year. Xavier Howard? What do you mean? He was really good the year before that, too. All right, well, you can have him because I don't want him. I would probably take J.C. Jackson on that on that Patriots defense. Oh, over my some. gosh. Really? I'm, t- I'm taking a lot. I mean, I honestly, honestly, no, I can't say that. I can't say I'd take Richard Sherman over Stephon Gilmore, but it's close for me. All right. Is, you know what? If you put them in the same class, I'll let you have that. Okay, but, um, so, not, not, so not 2020, 2020, he had 10 interceptions. The year before that, when you said he played really well, guess how many interceptions he had? Who, Xavier Howard? Yeah. Uh, like three? He had one. 
Yeah, so, one. Let's not compare. He's very good, very good last year, very good. Led the league in interceptions, very impressive. But just let's let's put let's put respect where where it's deserved. But interceptions don't mean everything, man. No, they don't. But they mean a lot for when you go from one to ten. Yeah, because because the thing is, they well here's the thing: they didn't have Byron Jones the year before that, so they this year people who played against the Dolphins didn't have a side of the field that they could pick on because Byron Jones is pretty damn good. So is Xavier Howard. So they had to throw both sides of the field. And Xavier Howard four passes defended. And he had 12 tackles in 2019. Like, no, I I agree with you. Like, when you only have one cornerback, it's pretty easy to pick a side of the field to throw to. I'm just saying. He only he only um he only played five games in 2019. Also a problem like like you can't call him the best if he's only going to play you five games. Yeah, but he, the year before that he played just fine. The year but yeah yeah look at this so 2019 he only played five games he was injured 2018 he only played 12 games and he had seven interceptions bro he's a beast he played 12 games if he played 16 he probably would have hit 10 again he probably would have been double digits twice. Maybe. He's a beast. Okay. And let's see, what does he allow? I'm not saying he's not a beast. I'm just saying he's not better than Stefan Gilmore. That's all I'm saying. And the he's only reason de- I say that is because Stefan Gilmore's been consistent a lot longer than uh, Zayvon Howard. Zayvon Howard's a very good cornerback, though. I'm not debating that. I'm just saying 2019, he was not all that because he got injured. I, I, I definitely think he is way better. I think Stefan Gilmore... Couldn't even keep up with Xavier Howard. Wait, how come? Uh, where's? Oh, what year was it that Xavier Howard? Uh, what year was it that he won Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, oh, actually, oh, wait, doesn't have was one. It, what oh. year was it? Like Stefan Gilmore unrightfully won Defensive Player. Uh, how how many times was how many times was Xavier Howard a first team All Pro? Oh, oh, just 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 the one. Oh, how many times was he a Pro Bowler? Oh, just twice. Man, all that stuff doesn't matter when it comes down to it. I mean, how come he's not carrying the Dolphins? How come he can't make up for the back the fact that Tua's so bad? He did. They almost made the playoffs. Yeah, they did. They no, did make the they yeah, but they couldn't. Why couldn't he just keep them ahead in games? I don't know. Stephon Gilmore. Good. Stephon Gilmore did a worse job at it. I would argue that the Dolphins had a way better team last year than the Patriots. I don't think so. No, do not give me that. <laughs> The Dolphins had the number one scoring defense in the league. The Patriots had 11 players opt out. Yeah, but the Patriots just suck, man. They're just terrible. Well, yeah, because they don't have Tom Brady. Like, I agree with you. The Patriots just will always suck. Even when they had Tom Brady, they were bad. Are you just saying that because you're mad? I'm saying that because I hate the Patriots. Yeah, so it sounds like you're mad. You're big mad, bro. Because, look, I hate the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. But you also have to respect that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are maybe the best to ever do it. Eh, It went to, like, nine, eight Super Bowls. Yeah, but they didn't go undefeated in the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Now, you know who did go undefeated in the Super Bowl? Oh, let's hear it. Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. Whoa, you can be a fan of potentially like one of the greatest franchises in the late 1900s of all time. Good for you. 
who who are you a fan of again? Look, man, I am <laughs> look. They might not be great, but I am still proud to be a fan, and that says a lot more about me than it does about the team, and I will live with that. I will ride or die with the Washington football team. I will ride or die, even though we don't know how to keep a quarterback. Joe dies, man. Yeah, bro, whatever. Shut up. Okay, so before we close out, so I have a list. MSN uh, wrote an article, and they ranked the top 12 teams who have a chance to win a Super Bowl. We got seven minutes left. We're going to run through, and uh, you're going to tell me whether or not you agree this play. This team is ranked as high as it should be and whether or not they actually have a shot to win a Super Bowl. So at number 12, they have the Los Angeles Chargers. They got a new coach. They drafted – they upgraded their offensive line, and they have the rookie of the year quarterback. Do you think the Chargers will go to a Super Bowl? No, but I think they'll make the playoffs. How deep do they go in the playoffs? First round exit. Okay. The Chargers, I don't – I don't see them making it past the first round for the next like hundred years, but they'll make the playoffs. Mm. I, I think to me they're a coin flip. Honestly, hold on. <laughs> I probably should have muted the mic for that, but whatever. <laughs> like they have a pretty decent. They upgraded the offensive line. They have uh, what's that guy's name? They have a running back, um, Austin Eckler. You have Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, pass rush. You have Derwin James as safety. I do like the team that they have, but they're, they also play in one of the best divisions in football. So, okay, number 11, Seattle Seahawks. Last year they went 12-4, and four, won the NFC West, and they lost to the Rams in wild card. Do the Seattle Seahawks make a Super Bowl? I think they could. Okay, Why? I don't know. I really like their offense. I like that like Metcalf's still getting better. They got Lockett. They drafted a receiver, which is big. They've got Chris Carson, who's pretty solid. I, they made some upgrades to that defense on the offseason, right? Or did it get worse? Um, I think they drafted a couple guys. I do worry a little bit about the offensive line because I don't know how much longer Russell Wilson can keep running around for. True, man. He's he's slippery, though. He's, True, he is, but he's not t- 25 anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think they have a good shot. I mean, especially, they did make an upgrade to offensive line, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they got one guy. But, like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to... I mean, I could see them in the Super Bowl. I just, like, don't see it as, like, a super likely possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number 10, Baltimore Ravens. 11-5 and five last year, lost to the Bills in the divisional round after they beat the Tennessee Titans in the wild card. Yeah, I think they get better every year, honestly. I think that drafting Bateman was huge. And they picked up Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a pretty solid signing, too. Um, I don't think Sammy Watkins is a game-changer, though. I think Not- I only think he is when you have – when you combine the fact that he also plays with Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, who we'll see how that goes. But then you have Mark Andrews and Willie Sneed, who are both like decent receivers. So I just think they'll be able to stretch the field a little bit. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I think they'll do I think that offense will probably be the best offense in the league this year. Do they go to the Super Bowl? Maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay, number nine, Indianapolis Colts. 11-5 last year, wild card, lost to the Bills. Oh! No. Wait. Oh, oh, wait. Carson Wentz? No. This team is not even making the playoffs. 
Wow, that's a hot take. No. Are, no are you sure they don't make the playoffs? You don't want to retract I'll, that statement. I'll put money on it, bro. You want okay? Make, you want to put I'll money that the Indianapolis Colts don't make the playoffs? Yeah. Do you want to make a bet right now? Dude, I will sincerely think about it because I, actually, that they don't make the playoffs. First of all, they play in like they play in a terrible division because we don't even know what's going on in Houston. And then um, uh, you have Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston. Who's the other? Who's the fourth team that's in there with Jacksonville? Them? Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you have Jacksonville, they're not making the playoffs. You have Houston, they're not making the playoffs. You have the Titans, who are definitely going to make the playoffs. But, I mean, that to me is a toss-up between the Colts and the Titans because the Titans don't have that good of a defense. I, I, I think it's pretty easy. The Colts win their division, let alone, even if they don't, I think they get in as a wild card. Yeah, no, I'll take a bet. I'm not sure what, what I'm willing to bet right now. We could talk about that, but they definitely make the playoffs easy. I think the Colts, if – Dude, when Frank Reich was Carson Wentz's offensive coordinator, when Carson Wentz was almost an MVP until he got injured. He literally was. He led the league in touchdowns. So I just don't think it – look, I'm not saying it's a guarantee that Carson Wentz is going to be good because to go from what he was to what he is now. Also, the Eagles just have a terrible culture. I, I just don't think it's – I don't think it's fair to guarantee that the Colts win or that they don't make the playoffs. This one is interesting. This one we'll finish up with – um, before we clock out here, give the boy over, give it over to Josh G doing some NBA talk next at the top of the hour. So Dallas Cowboys, they have been ranked at number eight. Did the Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs this year? And do they make the Super Bowl? I, I think they make the playoffs just because of how weak that division is. Um, no way they're making the Super Bowl though. Not with like, bro, Ezekiel Elliott already looks washed. Yep. Dak Prescott's pretty good. That wide receiving core is ridiculous. That's probably – I think it's the best wide receiving core in football. Um, the defense is pretty pretty mid. It's pretty bad. But, like, they, can, I think they can get it done to the point where they at least make the wild card. I agree. Well, that is our show today. We will be back here tomorrow at the same time. We're on Tuesdays from now. But uh, we got Josh G. He's going to review your game from last night and get you ready for game four of those NBA finals. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.